why are so many women in middle management? And why aren't women getting the opportunity? So it just was took me just off guard in the sense that I thought so many more women were happy. And what I found in doing a lot of my speaking and meetings is that women still had a lot to give and do, but they couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, loves. I'm so excited for the incredible guest you're about to listen to today. This woman is on a mission to empower you to take more seats at the the tables that you want to be at. She is unstoppable, and you're going to hear that from her. And she really followed this draw inside of her, like what to do next and how to share that with others. And I think that's really important. And I know if you're listening to this, that you are that woman. You are the woman who like learned something and you share it with others. And the more that we do that and the more that we show up before we're ready, the better this world is going to be. And a lot of things in this world could be different if more of us step up before we ready, we're ready. And I know that's scary for you. I know you're listening to this because that's a little scary for you. But JJ actually has this incredible moment. You'll know when the moment is because I'll tell you to rewind and listen again, is this incredible moment where she really will tell you the truth about who you are and what you do. And too often, we as women wait until we're 100% ready to have all the things. And so I hope that this episode is a kick in the pants you need <laughs> before you're ready to do the thing, to ask for help, to do something a little bit scared. And she's got three books out at the time that this was recorded. She's got incredible resources for you. And in the Be It Action Time, she's got this freebie that I really want you to, to use because I don't know about you, but sometimes it's a little hard to go, should I say yes to this? Should I say no to this? So at any rate, this episode is for you, ladies. And I cannot wait to hear how you show up differently afterwards. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, Bia Babes, I'm so excited. First of all, I love when another person uses initials because I'm LL. Our guest today is JJ. So we're like, you know, we're definitely helping you understand the alphabet. But <laughs> also, I love when powerful women are doing things to help other women do what they want to do. And our guest today is absolutely someone who's going to empower you to rock your world. JJ DeGeronimo. Hello. Welcome to the Be It Pod. Thank you for being here. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you rock at these days? Sure, sure. So thank you so much, LL, for having me here. I couldn't be more thrilled. I really work to share my lessons. As a human design 3-5, I have to 
do it. And when I perfect it or I get really good at it, then I share it. And that's why I have uh, several books. But really the whole focus to, is to empower women to step into what is calling them. And my personal preference is to get more women at more tables. Mm, I love that. What a great mission. Um, I know my human design word, but I don't know my numbers. I need to go back and look at them because I remember them being on the sheet. Um, <laughs> so that's so cool. Um, we just had a guest on who does Enneagram and I'm like, well, crap, now I got to know that number too. So, <laughs> so um, how did you get started in this though? Because I mean, like, I imagine there had to be something that made you go, okay, this is the thing I want to do because it's not exactly the easiest torch to bear. <laughs> I really think just out of my own self need, I didn't get married until I was 30. I didn't have kids till I was in my mid thirties. I lived in Ohio, but had an office in Silicon Valley. And then I started saying all these yeses, like, yes, I'll marry you. Yes, I'll move to the suburbs. Yes, I'll procreate. And I was never really schooled on how difficult that was going to be to manage. And I think, you know, so many people say you can have it all, you can have it all, you can have it all. And even if you go to several panels, which I had done my whole career, it looked, people said, oh, you know, they really didn't like lift the covers up to say how hard it is to find someone to work in your home and be with your children, how hard it is to get your husband, your schedule lined up. So I started a woman's group in 2008 of all women in tech, and it was just 12 women. And we talked nothing about tech. We really just talked about keeping all the arrows going in the right direction. And that really was the basis for my first book. And I wrote my first book really for my daughter because I didn't want her to have to struggle like I was struggling at the time. I love that you bring that up because I do think people say you can have it all. And I'm not saying that you cannot have it all, but like, it'd be really nice if they would say, and here's here's how hard it is to have it all. <laughs> and, or here's the team. Here's the team yeah. of people you need to be behind you that are running around doing all these things you don't have time to do because you're making the money and you're running the group and you're having young children. I mean, it's just an amazing amount of work for women. And it's not surprising how many people basically get lost in their yeses uh, yeah. in their thirties and forties, because it's just so much to do, whether it's parents, it's things you do in the community, you're having children, maybe you're adopting children. Maybe you're just have a mission that you want to work on off the side of your desk. It's, it's a lot to keep everything going. Yeah. So, um, so you started this group, you started, you got your first book out. Um, first of all, I think everyone's wanting to know, like, how, like, did you have the team in place so you could write the first book? Because that's already a, one more thing to add to the list of things you had to, like, you had a balance in your day. Yeah. So the first book took me over two years. I wrote from 11 to two in the morning and I could only do it like one or two nights a week. So if I was up late working and I felt like I had a little more stamina, I would write for two hours and the universe sort of pulled together people for me. So, you know, through somebody, through somebody like, oh, I think I know an editor, or I, I think I can figure out how to get you published. It's not easy for women to get published. I'm not going to say it is. In fact, I, even this book was hard to get published. I finally just created my own publishing company because I'm like, you know, there's got to be a way for more women to share their voices. And the work I've had to do for even this third book is ridiculous. I sell so many books. Like it's crazy. The amount of masculine energy that determines whether or not a woman's voice gets published. And I just, I've had enough of it. I just am sick of working in such a masculine dominated planet. Well, I mean, like my goodness, <laughs> being in tech in 2008, <laughs> 12 women. Um, I also imagine that that number, while it can't, it's grown, it's also not nearly the numbers it should be. We had an amazing um, woman in financial tech on the pod recently. And she's like, yeah, no, like I'm, <laughs> there's not a lot of women in that category. And so she's really trying to do the same thing that you're doing. It's like, help more women understand that side of it. So, um, 
in 2008, you wrote your first, your first book or when did you write your first book? I wrote my first book in 2009 and 10. I published it okay. in 11, I think. Yeah. So I also love that you share, like you had to do it like in the middle of the night, um, when you had some energy, because I do think that people might not understand that. Like when I wrote my book, it was on Sundays. I took an iPad with a keyboard to a Starbucks. So I couldn't be distracted. And I parked the car and I put as much money in the meters could be. And I would write until the meter was up <laughs> and it wasn't allowed to leave. I'm like, you're going to sip this coffee. You're not going to drink it too fast. Cause you're not going to get up to the bathroom and distract yourself. You're just going <laughs> to like yeah. sit here and write because it is hard to one create that commitment to something that is so, I don't want to say amorphous, but like how, how long is the book going to be? When is the book going to get done? It's a little bit hard of a goal to, to, um, see the finish line on and, um, to be a mom while doing that. That's incredible. What, so what ended up happening with that group? What did it end up turning into? Or did you, did it be, did it, is it still together? So, yep. So it's based on LinkedIn and it's about 8,000 women now. That's insane. I know. And it's not something I do for money. It's just something I did because I needed to feel understood. I needed to understand how to keep everything going. And I felt like I needed my tribe. And so that just tech savvy women just uh, really is just consistently going. And now everybody is in the community and they all help each other. And I have, you know, I've evolved. I've evolved. I'm trying more. I'm doing more. And when I, I didn't even tell my first company, I didn't even really tell them about my book. When I published it, I kept it super quiet because I didn't want my company to think I wasn't taking my job seriously. But little by little, people would kind of hear about it or read it. And then I started speaking at a lot of women's women in tech or women in business, women in engineer events. And that was great. We talked a lot about a lot of energizers, things to keep your energy going in the right direction, how to say yes, what to say no to, how do you align your yeses, But then a lot of women wanted to know, like, how do I get promoted? How do I get on a board? What is a sponsor? How do I find a sponsor? And I just started collecting all these questions women in business would ask. And it's funny because you think I would know it. I'd been in tech for over two decades at the point. And um, there were so many questions I had still too. Like, why are so many women in middle management? And why aren't women getting the opportunity? So it just was, took me just off guard in the sense that I thought so many more women were happy. And what I found in doing a lot of my speaking and meetings is that women still had a lot to give and do, but they couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Uh, and so I, 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 I'm so sorry to cut you off. I think yeah. that, that is like, first of all, I love that you listen to the questions that you're being asked. And also like, you didn't have to know all the answers to get started because that is, I, I do think it's this interesting thing. People don't know, like even in, in, in all industries, not just the tech industry, it's like, because, because for so long, there was like one woman at the top, if there was any, and it was like a numbers game, there could only be one. <laughs> so like, right. you know, there wasn't a pathway that was shared with anyone and people are kind of guessing and in how incredibly faster women could get there. If there was just some sort of like, here's what you need to get a sponsor. Or here's how you get on a board or here's how you get asked to do these things. Like what a great information packet for people to explore. I want to dive into the yeses and the no's because you said you were saying yes a lot. And obviously I had to learn how to say no and have the right yeses. And, and this might be in your book, but how, how did you start saying no without feeling bad about it? Oh no, you still feel bad, but <laughs> you have to, um, you have to prioritize or believe in enough what you're running towards to give you the confidence to allocate time in your schedule, to create things that are going to act as a catapult. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So it all goes back to the schedule, everyone. <laughs> well, and I created, 
created a chart because I'm like you, I want to know like power of now, positive thinking, like how, 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 like I'm an engineering mind. I want a spreadsheet. I want to figure out like step by step. So my first book, um, the woman, Kathy interviewed, she told me a lot about how she prioritized her kids. She basically sat down with them in the beginning of a quarter and said, what games, what plays, what do you want me to be at? Because she was a single mom and she had a medical device company and she traveled the world. So she would put those things in her calendar and then she would share with her kids, like, I will be at those things, but I will not be at everything. I just can't. So you tell me what's important and I will be at those things. And she's like, I didn't travel on those days. You know, I really worked my schedule around the three or four things we agreed to for her two kids. So we continued to talk. I talked with a lot of leaders and I put together the power of no chart and I created it. It's out there for everybody to have. And I'll give you the link at the end. But the idea is, is that you have to be really clear on what is the commitment? Who's asking you? Does it align to where you are, where you want to go? And what type of energy does it give you? Because mm. that whole equation not only sets you up for success, but it gives you time to really process what's being asked of you. And the last column is how much time does it take? Because I've been asked things that take 40 hours that I could get done in four hours or do something for the same organization or the same initiative for four hours and still get all of these check boxes. So I think being really mindful of what people are asking you and how it fits into your schedule and does it align to where you are or where you want to go gives you permission to decide because we give our time away so freely and especially as women, because we want to be liked, we don't want to feel guilty and we want to feel like we're contributing. And that just creates a really busy lifestyle, but it might not create any momentum. I love this. I, um, I get asked to do a lot of things for people and, and I, I know when they ask, they might think it doesn't take that much time because I'm always filming things. I'm always doing stuff. So I probably like, it's no big deal. And, but it is, <laughs> it's like one more thing on the to-do list to like plan ahead and do the thing. And I didn't want to say no to this thing because I knew that like one of the things I love is to help people feel seen. I love to make the, like, I love to support their passion for, for, for movement, but I also couldn't say yes if I like to had a film it from scratch. So I actually was, I went through my old photos and I was like, do I already have this thing filmed from years ago? Do I still have that filming? And I sent to them, I said, Hey, it's a yes. If you can handle this quality of video, it's horizontal. Otherwise I'm so sorry. Next time, please give me a month's notice. And that was perfect. And so I was able to say yes, but I, I, I didn't have all of that equation, but I love this equation because I do think one, it's going to take, it's going to make you have to take a step back before you say yes to things and give a response. But also you can have this, like, it's a, it's a true yes. You're not like, Oh, is this the right thing to do? Cause you've done all the things to like, ensure it is. Yeah, and we'll provide that at the end, the links that people can just download the chapter, the chart, and a video they can figure it out for themselves. But I think what I learned, you know, through the journey of women that want to be more seen, they want more influence, they want more impact, that there is a difference of working in your career and on your career. And this mm -hmm. is not something I realized until I started doing the research for the second book, Accelerate Your Impact, because there's just so many of us thinking if we check every box and we do everything on our to-do list, you know, we're going to get to that next level. And a lot of times that happens in your twenties and early thirties, but after 35, there's fewer positions in the roles many women are aspiring to, and they have to be more strategic about letting their accomplishments be known, aligning to the right projects, making sure you have somebody in the room that can speak up on your behalf. And, and you have already started kind of moving in that direction for the work or influence you're already making. And if you don't have time in your schedule, you can't make that happen. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like taking a step back to when you were doing all of this, when you were creating the space in your schedule, when you were trying to like 
maybe even just reflect on the changes you wanted to make in your career to make room for speaking and make room for your books. What was that like? Was it, was it nerve wracking? Were you like, Oh, this is totally going to work. Like, how did you, how did you get your mindset and even your family on, on board with these changes? Because it's not like you can just like flip the switch. Like there's, there's other people involved. Well, first and foremost, I did it off the side of my desk for eight, uh, six years from 2008 to 2014. I was doing the books, the talking in addition to my tech job in Silicon Valley. So I kind of incorporated it because I was still working with our partners and I took speaking engagements with people that I knew in the industry. And over time, I kind of was able to make it work, but they did, there did come a point where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, at my 40th birthday, I ended up in Sedona and I'm like, why am I on this planet? Like, really? Why? Because this is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think Sedona is a great place <laughs> to figure out why you're on the planet. It's a beautiful space for that. Um, so now you've have three books out. I know you were just released one recently and celebrated an amazing birthday. Um, I'm wondering like, what are you working on now? How are you being it till you see it? Like, what's the next step? Have you figured that out yet? Or are you, are you enjoying where you're at? Oh gosh, that's such a big question. So <laughs> I would say that I'd just be transparent. I'm an 80% kind of girl. Like I don't get caught up on details. You know, I have, I'm not very good. I have to have editors. So I'm dyslexic. So I feel like I am just keep at it every day. I just get up and keep at it. Most of my life, it's been off the side of my desk. Uh, but it's passion projects that fuel me for other activities in my life. And I really feel that I live my work in the sense that like I'm sharing what I'm going through. So my third book, Seeking, is a book that really taps into all the self-doubt that is holding so many women back and dives into really specific situations that probably started decades ago for many women. So whether it's the relationship with your mother, your relationship with money, how you view yourself, you know, what how perfectionist plays in, when does confidence walk out the back door? There's all these things that really hold women back. And frankly, we as a planet can't afford that any longer. We mm -hmm. need women to step in when they're 60% ready because honestly, it's not really going that awesome when we keep standing back waiting to say, well, I didn't check this box and I didn't get that certification and I never did that before. Like we birth life, right? We keep our kids alive. We get them into colleges. You know, we keep our parents going. Like we need to step into places that we desire to have more influence and impact at 60 and 70% and stop nagging ourselves to be 100% ready. Oh my gosh, everyone hit rewind, replay that a little bit louder in your ears because yes. So I have, um, I, I see it in other careers just because I get to like interview a lot of people, but I saw it in my own where people are like waiting. They're like, oh, when I get this certification, then I can actually apply for this thing. I'm like, does that application even ask for that certification? Like, have they even asked you? You know, and the only reason I could say that is because I randomly was given opportunities because people had asked me a question and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Let me do that thing. And so I found that there is actually no ladder. There's this ladder that everyone is thinking exists in the industry that I'm in. And I managed to get to the top without climbing it. And so it's not because I'm special or unique. It's just because I was like, I actually didn't even know the ladder existed because I wasn't in the industry long enough to know. So I saw that. And too often I see people go, oh, I need it. I need someone should tell me 
and invite me to be that trainer or someone should tell me or invite me what I should be doing this workshop on or should do this thing. It's like, actually, every single person that I look up to, you see, has it already. No one actually, no one actually did that. They just were like, it needs to get done. I'm doing the thing. I have the skill set to do it. And, and, and the way you described it, 60 or 70% ready is like one of the best ways I've ever heard it described because it's not about being 100% sure or 100% educated on the thing. It's like, I think I know enough to say, here, here I am. And I can do this thing. It's really cool. I love the way you said that. Well, and you, you obviously have high self-efficacy. So self-efficacy is learned. Self-efficacy is having a vision for where you want to go and believing you can achieve it. But here's the catch. You can only grow your self-efficacy if you take on opportunities before you're ready, because it's a memory system of like, can I do it? Can I do that? Do you think I can pull it across the line? And if you're always waiting to be 100 to 120% prepared, you're actually hurting yourself and you're not doing anything in your self-efficacy bucket. So for those of you that are listening in, like, go for it. Make the phone call. Do the Google search. Send the email. Buy the URL. Like, whatever it is. I have 25 URLs. Why? Because they're 13 bucks and I couldn't make up my mind. So like do whatever it takes to do a step this week. Literally how confidence is actually born. It's not because you like were, you're ready and well, okay, now today I'm confident because you like, you did, you took a step and then you're like, oh, look what I could do. I could actually buy the URL. It wasn't actually that as hard as I thought it was going to be. You know, like we coach some people and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this LLC. And I'm like, you guys, it's a fucking website. Like, just go on the thing. I'm like, fill it out. And they're like, I planned the whole day and it didn't take that long. I'm like, correct. <laughs> and now, and now you're just like, you know, so it's like, it does take taking those baby steps and, and, and not necessarily going, I have all the ducks in a row. Cause you might not even know what ducks you have to have lined up until you actually take the first step. Right. And there's so many people you can find on LinkedIn that are already ahead of you that you could just watch what they're doing, even call them. You know, when I was publishing my first book, I had never published a book. I found a couple groups that publish books, like a couple group author groups on LinkedIn. I watched people post feeds. I found some pretty cool influencers. Some of them were older, younger. I called them and I had a 20 minute call with them. And I just said, Hey, I'm publishing my first book. I have some questions. I can't tell you how many people were like, yeah, sure. Call me. It's fine. I'm like, okay. And I've seen a couple of these people. I've met them in person since. And I just feel like there's so many people that want to help people, but they need to be asked in the right way. So you got to follow them, pay attention to what they're doing, ask them a question, referencing something they've already done. You know, I really think for us, it's just cultivating these conversations and actions that allow you to lean into whatever is calling you to do next. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you, you, I mean, like it's not staying in the background and then, and then and trying to figure it out. It's like engaging with the person enough to that they know them and then asking. And so often people just don't even do the ask. <laughs> they don't ask. So I want to go back to, cause you just mentioned earlier in our conversation, like you have your own publishing company now, like that is a whole new world. I would imagine like, yes, you've been on the one side of it as an author, but like I feel like that would, that, that, that's uh, how many books did you have to read? How many conversations do you have to start out? Or can anyone do it? I mean, you can start anything you want. I have a team of people that helped me get all my assets back from my first two books and help me publish my third book. So they'll be behind the scenes doing it. But the idea was not that I'm going to do it right now necessarily, unless it makes total sense. But one, I wanted to get my IP back. And two, I eventually want to create a path for other women. And so I have a community where I'm interviewing all these energy practitioners because I feel like for me, I had done the Myers-Briggs, I've done the Strength Finders. Like it's just so heavy, so masculine. I needed to round out knowledge about myself. So I've used the Enneagram. I've used human design. I've used birth charts. And I feel like a little bit of 
self-awareness comes in every tool you find. And I've been able to step out in my work in a new way because I see myself multidimensional now. And that's just this hardcore, you're a leader, you're insightful. You're like, I want to know more about myself so that I can align with my life's work while I'm here. Yeah. Um, we just had on, um, a, a woman who's a 20 plus year behavior scientist. And then she studied the Enneagram. And so she brings in all those decades of science around behavior and then with the Enneagram. So she's really good at typing. Um, and she explained it. And I think this is one of the best ways. So if you haven't listened to the episode, just go back in the feed. It's right there. Uh, but it's really cool because she actually explained like strength finders, Meyer Briggs, all those are really awesome tests that tell you like what you do. <laughs> But Enneagram is like why you do what you do. It's like really that enlightening, insightful thing that is, um, it's not so easy to do with a quiz. It's definitely, ha it, it requires some subjective and some uh, awareness in there. And I think that's really cool because I love my strength finders. In fact, everyone who knows this podcast knows that my husband and I like really truly got together because we looked at each other's like top five and like, there was a couple that overlapped. We're like, okay, you want to get out of here? It's a really hilarious story. Um, but it, it's like a little interesting to me. I've always wondered, well, why do I want to be like that? Why is significance so important? It's in the top five for me. Like, because it's a little frustrating to have that as a strength and nothing can go unless it's like actually <laughs> significant. Um, so, so I think it's really important. I love that you're bringing it in that, that, that more feminine energy around, around all these things to make these next steps. What are you most excited about working on right now? Oh my goodness. Well, I have been granted by the universe this amazing retreat space on Lake Erie. So I started retreats in 2008 because I just needed to get women out of conference rooms to start to like reconnect with mother nature, reconnect with themselves. So many women are sitting like on the sides of their body because we're trying so hard to be successful in the corporate space. And when you think about it, a lot of times we're asked to check half our knowing at the door. And so we show up with half our toolkit, but expected to deliver at 120%. And so we feel like this huge disconnect internally. And I saw it from city to city, whether I was in Kansas or Texas or, you know, South Dakota or California, I keep seeing women that are just feeling like they're just missing out on their joy in life. So the reason I wrote Seeking is I wanted to share all the energy practices I was doing off the side of my desk. And with that, I started a community together. We seek. And now I interview a lot of the energy practices, practitioners that I work with to share with women that this is not voodoo. This is not woo-woo. This is just information. This mm -hmm. is just processes and practices. And if it makes you feel better and you get a better aligned with who you are as a person, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, yesterday I literally just talked to somebody. I said, I said, what you do, people would call like at least a double woo, if not a triple woo. And like, like, what, what do you say to that? Do you think this is like super woo woo or is this like scientific? And she's like, there's actually science behind all the energy work that I'm doing. Like Joe Spenda has shown the science to it and yes, it can seem woo woo, but what if we stopped thinking that woo woo was like this other weird thing for those people over there? What if we all just like incorporated it? And it's really true. Like what difference does it make if having like some sort of symbolic stone next to you helps you remember that you want to make money? If it helps you make more money. <laughs> Well, and you think about it, and I'm just going to put it out there, but a lot of people that have trained us that it's woo are men. Yeah. And I believe it's because women hold so much power, but we have been trained that we don't. Yeah. And I feel like there's some kind of just synergistic, just some synergistic 
momentum that will occur when women start working with women in a way that we were told not to, but really isn't harmful. So I learned birth charts during COVID because it helped me so much, you know, to learn where my son was, which is the eighth house, to learn how it impacts my work, we learn where my Chiron is, and all of these little bits of information basically gave validation to what I thought was weird about myself. And now I celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. I um I just was on, if you haven't started listening to it, JJ, you gotta it's called the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. And um uh so the the mom who I love Mary, she's been doing this since the 70s. And then her daughter is a psychologist and I was raised with two parents who do readings. <laughs> You know, so she like has had it anywhere and they did my birth chart for their Aquarius episode and things about me that I was always like, that's so weird. I do that. I really wish I could like figure that out. They're like, so this is what makes you a disruptor. And this is what makes you, I'm like, oh, it is a strength of mine. Thank you so much. And I just goes back to what you're saying. So much of what we're told not to do so that we can fit in or move up the strengths or don't do these things is actually these superpowers that if we just unleash them. And then we actually would, we take all their jobs and that's what they don't want us to do. So ladies, <laughs> yeah, we're going to show up differently. We're going to have the confidence because that's what my birth church did for me too. And that's why I learned it. Cause I've got to share with more women what their work is. And I've been doing it in circles with women. So especially friends, they like validate it with each other. I really focus on like, how does your birth chart help you understand your life's work? And I think for me, a lot of women have a lot more to give the world, but they just need a little bit more self-confidence, a little bit of direction and a little bit more insight. And I think that these energy practices give a lot of those things. So I'm super happy to share my process. You know, I ended up in a therapist's office. I was so unhappy with so many accomplishments because I was completely disconnected on the inside. And I feel like I am not alone. No, no, no. Um, my, one of my besties is, is a holistic doctor. And I was talking to her because as soon as I feel something's off, I'm like, Hey girl, this is not working. Like <laughs> the three days in a row of this is not normal. And I'm like, do you just get calls all the time? She's like, so many people wait till it's 30 years. Like you've, they're so disassociated from their body. You're like, you're not crazy. That thing is off. Here's some adrenal supplements and like, you know, get some more sleep and be kind to yourself and it should be fine. But so many people are so disassociated. They don't even understand what's going on in their body. So they, 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 they don't even know how long they felt that way. I also just want to go back to what you're saying, insight, like the birth chart or even the Enneagram. Yes, ladies, all you could say, oh, these, all these things. But like, if you're struggling to take the first next step to build any amount of confidence or any amount of self-efficacy, having a little insight that you actually are born with these powers already in you (laughs) might be the thing that you need. Like I wouldn't run away from that. Yes. And I'm sure the two of us could give plenty of recommendations. And that's what my community is. Together we seek. It creates a safe space for women to check out different energy practices Mm -hmm. and then reach out to the practitioners directly. They don't even need to call me. I have it on Mighty Network so that everybody can interconnect with one another, but it's really to take the mystique or sometimes there's negative connotations out of this work because I do believe it is time for women to step up and we have got to change the way we feel about ourselves and the things we say to ourselves. And any way you can work on that, you should be doing it. Yeah. Uh, JJ, I feel like we like just tapped the surface. There's more we want to talk to you about, but um, I really love that you're here. We're going to take a brief break and then find out where people can find you, follow you, read your books. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, JJ, where do you like to hang out? I heard LinkedIn, so it sounds like the place, but what's all your handles? Yeah, so it's JJ DiGeronimo. You can search for any of my books. You can search Together We Seek that online. That's my community. That's where you'll find me live talking to a lot of different energy practitioners. And I think, you know, regardless of where you are in your career, if you're having children for the first time and you're trying to juggle it all, you know, the book, The Working Woman's GPS, or if you're in your career and you want to get promoted or get on a board, accelerate your impact, or if you've been in your career for a long time and you're just disconnected, you can visit Seeking. I really feel it's like the journey of the professional woman uh, is captured in all three of my books. And I feel like it's been such a tool for books, clubs, and women's events. So I'm honored to talk about it if you have any questions. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Before I... you go. You've given us amazing advice and obviously your books are full of all of them, but for the people who want to take some action right now, bold, executable, intrinsic targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? So you can download that essentially power of no bundle. It includes a chapter it includes a video and a worksheet. And you can get that at jjdgeronimo.com forward slash power of no. And that's the one that's going to help us know how to K-N-O-W know how to say no. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yes. Awesome. The awesome. URL, I'll send it to you, but it's power of NO. And I named it like that because, you know, once you start really being conscious of what you're saying yes to and no, you really do start to start feel more confident and get a little more power back. Yeah. You get, it's just one of those great ways of connecting back to yourself for sure. JJ, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Let us know if you download that equation and how you're using it. Tag JJ, tag the be it pod. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. 
Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website and finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers. I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like it. has a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!